Okay, so welcome to the Nine Hertz podcast. We're kicking off with uh, one of the most um, urgent kind of tracks I think we have uh, in the last few uh, months, maybe. Uh, this is a band called Dark Circles that we found. Um, Pete, I know we've played these before, um, but yeah, what a, what an album. And um, it's so full of rage and it's almost crusty in parts, isn't it? I love it. Mm, it is. You know, I, I, of the, you know, from all the tracks I chose this week, every band were a band I'm you know, f- familiar with and almost all of them was like a big surprise for them to come back. And I think Dark Circles in particular, because this is a band, you know, I got into them in around 2014. Um, I wrote reviews about them, um, but it seemed to have been in, inactive or at least on record since 2016. So, you know, it's quite a while. Um, and it feels like just generally maybe, you know, there's something in the air across the globe, you know, it's like revivalist instinct. But, you know, maybe, maybe as we inch out of the, you know, into something like normality after a dark couple of years, you know, the, the bands are, are finding the time. Obviously, you know, two years have cut out that time, but still it's been six years for Dark Circles, I think. Um, but, you know, I, I've, I always completely loved Dark Circles. They're a band I've name-checked on this podcast many times when we've played like black and hardcore bands. Because to me, they were the, the sound you'd aspire to if you're playing this type of music. Like the, the closest closest band to perfecting this sound i guess it's like maniacal charged frenzy as you say of crust punk you know like a crust punk mind within a metallic aggressive body um and then you know you listen to this it, it just get out completely out of the blue that they, they were back and a record was here and i was so excited and it was like it quickly and gratefully it was evident that they'd lost none of that immediacy or none of that skill in, in kind of wielding so much energy and channeling it into something that's not only coherent, which is a, a challenge in itself, but into, it's got like a vitality to it, which is so so pure, uh, for want of a better word, for something that's so filthy. But, you know, it, it's, it, 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 it makes me think that way because it's so wonderful and it just gives me the, like, the broadest smile. They, they're so good and so happy to have them back. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's it's absolutely stacked with energy and it goes by so quickly and then they've got that epic closer, uh, End of Consciousness, which um, really blew my mind several times this week. I mean, the fact that I've played this a few times has kind of uh, underlined just how good this is, but um, yeah, I'm going to be sort of like delving into what they've done before. It's weird because sometimes we, we review things and uh, the other person doesn't know what the hell we're talking about and it's you know, <laughs> yeah. just in the past and you know you move on. But um, yeah, this is one that I'm definitely going to investigate. So um, they're from Montreal, and um, it looks like it, this is self-released. I'm not sure if it's on a label. Um, but yeah, I just thought this was amazing. So we played a track called You Can't Hold On To Money While You Burn, which is fantastic. And the album's called Frantic Death. Uh, you can find that at darkcircles.bandcamp.com. So as ever, it's a Nine Hertz podcast. It's nine of the best tracks we found through submissions or just like scouring the underground for stuff this week. Um, next up, we've got something that sort of came into my email inbox, and uh, I think we've played these before. I think every band we've played before uh, tonight, as Pete said. Um, but yeah, this band uh, kind of had an album out in 2019, so it's been a little while for them as well. Spiral Skies are back with an album called Death Is But A Door. And uh, yeah, it's just stoner rock goodness to me. It, it's just like really sort of chilled out i think i had this on while i was like um doing some therapeutic cleaning or something the other day and it was just <laughs> the perfect you know it was a perfect um accompaniment to that it was just like it put me in a a very serene mood and 
you know, there's, there's Black Sabbath kind of um, influences there, definitely, but the Swedish stuff as well. And yeah, it's just fantastic. I just really enjoyed this. And I think it gets more progressively more kind of fantastical as this goes on. I think the first few tracks are kind of maybe a bit understated. And then it's sort of like they really go quite bombastic for the rest of it. So um, I don't know what you made of this one, Pete, because I know, I know you're a fan anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was like you say, we played them more than three years ago. And, you know, I really, really enjoyed listening to them. I, I, I checked it before this. We played, uh, or I checked it yesterday, in fact. And, it was on the. It was only on the seventh ever kind of new release podcast we did, um, and it's one of my one of my favourites we did. It's one of the ones which kind of really cemented to me what we were doing. You know that that podcast opens up with blessing and black tomb, and has death metal and black metal on there. But it also has like stray tones and spiral skies on there. You know these kind of yeah. like you say serene kind of um, psych, you know rock and and kind of nice sounds. And that to me. You know, that podcast was always the one I, I look back on and I thought, yeah, that's what we, you know, that's kind of the thing we do. And and to us, that's completely normal, you know, like list to, you know, a, a kind of um, blissed out stoner rock psych record one moment and, you know, like something horrific the next. And, you know, it gave, you know, it gave me real kind of understanding of what we're doing. So, you know, I always I kind of have a fondness for them. Um you know, it, it, it's, it is good to have them back. You know, I think this on this track in particular, the drums do this kind of wonderful job early on in setting the, like almost like a grand and stately feel to it. I think it's, like you say, it's stoner rock. It's probably primarily proto-doom style as well. Yeah. You know, and again, you know, it, like you said, Sweden is kind of has so much history with this, um, you know, somewhere between, say, kind of the, the wonderlands of witchcraft and the more kind of may, maybe mainstream, lesser cult realms of, of a band like Blues Pills. And they kind of seem to happily exist there, creating this enchanting music. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of see them playing um, in a tent at a festival in like mid-afternoon or something. It would be perfect, just like the sun sort mm. of breaking through the tent. It would be amazing. Um, really exciting stuff. So, yeah, um, like I say, the album's called Death is But a Door. Uh, we're going to play the opening track from this, um, but we recommend you kind of go and have a look. Uh, this is The Endless Sea, and you can get this at spiralskies.bandcamp.com.
So that was Sweden's Spiral Skies there with uh, an amazing track. Uh, we're going on to a band called Thera Royer, who um, put this record out um, back in 2016 on uh, Forced Abandonment Records, and they've only just put it on uh, Bandcamp. So I don't know what the kind of the deal is there, but um, yeah, Pete, you've picked this, and, and I honestly, like, I'm really glad you did because it's just the whole album winds through this very sort of. It's almost like it feels like a, a narrative. Like the four tracks form this very sort of coherent. Um, narrative without being, you know, prog or, you know, pretentious. It, it sounds like it make it all makes sense in order, and it's it's just very interesting stuff. It's got like it's got bits of like sludge. It's got bits of I don't know, like classic metal sort of weaved in there as well. Somehow, um, mm. it's very hard to sort of pin down, but it's really interesting. And and um, yeah, I can see it absolutely why you picked it. Yeah, yeah, you know. I reviewed them in 2017 um, and I actually thought this was a new release until after I'd picked it and then I realised it was an old one and, you know, we decided to stick with it anyway. I'm hopeful, you know, for, for things here, I'm hopeful this, this, you know, this activity, you know, even just putting something on Bandcamp is a signal that the band is still going and that mm. um, new material is on its way. But I suppose equally it could just be a winding down for a band that's play open. But I hope not because... You know, as this showcases, they've got something a bit different about this is nearly 10 minutes long, but they use that length to create a really weird atmosphere. It's, it's almost a bit, you know, like the, all those kind of elements you described are, are right, you know, because there's so many different things you can pick out of there. You, you know, you could go in many different ways. It, it, there's a bit where I thought it, it sounded like, like lightning bolt lost in a haunted house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's got a strange energy around the whole thing and it feels like you know there's a feeling that you're not safe at any point because you don't know where they will go mm. and that's the theory Roya I remember from reviewing them I, you know I really enjoyed that release I reviewed in 2017 um I, I do hope this is the signifier of new material because they are you know they're, they're they've got something different about them yeah I do like it when bands kind of dip into their own back catalogs and, and sort of choose to sort of showcase things because Sometimes it's a, a real sort of revelation. I remember Kai Lisa did it with um, with their first few records, um, mm. and I know they've reissued a lot of their sort of more earlier, uh, or sort of like maybe sold out on vinyl kind of stuff. And and so yeah, it's it's a great sort of hear a band that did this in 2016. I mean, how long was that? Like six or seven years ago. Um, yeah, it's amazing. It's just um, just really cool to hear this and. I'll be dipping back into to their stuff as well because I've not heard it before. Um, yeah, I just thought this was really sort of, like I say, it, it, it feels like a prog record without being one. Um, mm. And I think that's a real achievement sometimes. So yeah, really, really interesting. So we're going to play a track called Nicholas uh, and you can get this at theroroya.bandcamp.com.
So that was a band called Thera Royer there. Uh, we're going on to a band now called uh, Geisterfaust from Germany. Um, this just came upon my sort of suggested um, sort of things on Bandcamp and, you know, gave it a listen because it sort of suggested it, it was um, sludgy, uh, doomy and black metal altogether. And yeah, it pretty much does that uh, as, as a sort of a given, really. Uh, to me, it, it sounds a little bit more um, like industrial in parts. Um, the drums in particular sound really primitive and and sort of quite thumping in a way, like almost like dance in, inspired to me. Um, I don't know what you sort of got out of this one, Pete, but yeah, I just thought it was thoroughly unpleasant and uh, had that kind of metallic kind of industrial edge to it that sort of made it stand out a bit. Mm. I, I liked it. You know, I hadn't, yeah. I hadn't heard it by the time you sent it, but I know I'd have got around to it because it's out on Morbid and Miserable. You know, a label, I think we only found that label last year. Yeah. Um, well, you know, started to play them on the podcast, but we've, you know, we've played several since. I actually bought their discounted discography um, the last time we played a track from them. And I'm, st- I, I'm still working my way through the back catalogue, but there's amazing gems on there. And and the, and what I really like about the label, before, sorry, before I get into the band is, they, they release from across the kind of extreme spectrum. You know, they've got, the, mm. I think we played Slog and they, they've got like that doom and misery about them. And then there's this like wonder grind of a, there's a band on there called Fake Muslims and they're, they're amazing. This Geist of Faust is more like the former, more doomy, obviously. You know, the pace is, you know, I mean, that whole thing tells you it's doom. Why, like, it's, it's got this unhinged, slightly ramshackle feel to it. You know, it creaks yeah. at the seams. Uh, and, and to be clear, I like that about it. It feels raw and honest and bass. And I thought it was just this cool, rumbling mess of a record, but in as good a way as that can be, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that's sometimes why we're sort of drawn to a lot of, particularly black and stuff, is the sort of, almost unhinged and and yeah like you say just kind of thrown together nature of it um but this sounds i don't know it's halfway between being incredibly overproduced and not at the same i don't know how to describe it it's just so <laughs> it's got a sound about it um and, and it sort of appealed to the um to sort of the first wave of black metal sort of fan in me as well it was uh, very interesting so yeah just really enjoyed this and um yeah i can't wait to hear more uh, it looks like they did a demo uh, in 2020 so um yeah, just really, really exciting stuff. So um, this came out um, just, I think we actually came out in December, uh, but it's only just sort of um, sort of surfaced now. Um, so you can get this at geisterfaust.bandcamp.com or Morbid and Miserable Records. Uh, and we're going to play a song called The Infinite Dream.
Okay, so that was the excellent Geisterfaust. Uh, we're going over to Canada for the next one, a band called Mares of Thrace, who um, I know we've played before and, and I think I've thoroughly enjoyed it before. Uh, and this is a really interesting record. It, this, this, again, feels like it's got an almost like power metal um, sort of artwork on the front of this. And I think that yeah. sort of speaks to the epicness of the music here. It's very sort of grand, um, but also incredibly rough sounding and and sort of um, unpleasant and evil as well. So there are two piece, uh, they call themselves a, a doom band with hardcore noise rock leanings. And I think that's absolutely bang on. The vocals here are just punishing, just like really, really um, like uh, gravelly and um, really sort of stand out above the, um, the churn of the music. Really like this piece, so I'm really glad you've picked it. And interestingly, it's actually been funded, part funded by uh, something called Factor, which is the government of Canada and Canada's private radio broadcasters. So I guess they pick a band that they think is deserving and give them a bit of cash to sort of record. And yeah, sounds great for it. So I'm really glad you picked this one. Mm, yeah, yeah. You know, like I say, all my tracks are kind of bands I've, I've already into and kind of took me by surprise. This one was the biggest of all. I suppose them and uh, Dark Circles, the two Canadian bands, um, completely out of the blue. The, you know, I, I first got into them um exactly a decade ago it's 2012 an album called the pilgrimage wow. and i still occasionally listen to that album there's a track on there called the gore wasp um and i'm addicted to that song i've let you know i listen to that regularly and have done for the last 10 years um but it looks like you know they, they, they've released nothing at all since 2014 so I, you know they kind Again, of slipped yeah. out my consciousness <laughs> yeah um you know they, they seem to have changed members since i was last aware of them but, you know, they've, they're still kind of up there, you know, that nothing's changed in terms of the quality. Um, it's, it is, it's like, it's like you say, it's kind of, at moments it feels like fierce doom, particularly through those vocals, but it has an unpredictability about it. And that's probably through the hardcore edge, as they say. It's, you know, this is a fine return to the front for them. I think it, it reminds me of why I loved that last album so much. It's, you know, as well as kind of those, barking vocals which it's good it's like the the vocals inject an urgency to the to you know these grand metallic doom moments but then there's these manic guitar sparks as well there's like strikes of lightning you know really really happy to have this band back yeah really exciting stuff and i think that the al- the album feels like um this kind of epic uh sort of proclamation so yeah i think it's it's a good one to kind of sink into Really interesting. Um, so the album's called The Exile, and if you want to hear it, you can go to maresofthrace.bandcamp.com. We're going to play a song called In All Her Glory. Yes! 
episode, that was the excellent Mares of Thrace from Canada. Uh, back to uh, an old Nine Hertz favourite here. Uh, and we've probably played pretty much everything they've put out in the last few years. Uh, Thou uh, from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, if you don't know Thou by now, then you know there's, there's probably something wrong with you, to be honest. Um, they've released so many amazing records. Um, the stuff with Emma Ruth Rundle was just absolutely brilliant, real highlight of last year. Um, they seem to come out with uh, a few releases every few months, and uh, you know this year is no different. Uh, we're only in March, and they've they've got a soundtrack out with um, a, a sort of composer called uh, Gugorli, and um, yeah, this is really interesting. So it's called Norco, and it's an original soundtrack that they've been part of, um, and it's a video game um, set in Louisiana, I think, as well. So um, it's kind of like a sort of they called it kind of. Um, set in the industrial swamps of Louisiana's petrochemical hinterlands. It's kind of like a, a very sort of detective-y kind of adventure game. Um, looks quite interesting. I think it's point and click, actually. So, yeah, it kind of goes back, sort of calls back to the 90s, maybe. But, yeah, what, what they've actually done is uh, Gugorli has done the majority of, uh, of the soundtracks, all very sort of synth-led and atmospheric. And then there's bits that bleed into the Thou songs as well. So there's, like, bits from... Uh, you know, the, the synth-led stuff that kind of bleeds into the sludge of Thou. Um, again, it's Thou being progressive, it's Thou being unusual. And yeah, I was just like absolutely blown away by this. And I think people are going to really love this. Interestingly as well, it's on Sacred Bones Records, which is um, kind of a label that's known for kind of bringing out the more esoteric uh, minimalist stuff and, and soundtracks and world music, like very sort of... Um, obscure uh, kind of releases so it's, it's really interesting to see thou on there as well but nothing about thou kind of surprises me anymore i don't know about you pete no that's it it's you know they, they put things out regularly which is great you know and it, you know I've, I've said it every time in this book I, I can't really say much new about thou they're, they're my favorite band and that's you know out of, out of millions of bands that we have a list of they're at the top of the pile and that's because of their innovation and their longevity you know the fact that they've been around for ages now but that's because they keep you know refreshing themselves they always kind of arrive with something new and it's unexpected they don't sit still they're never unoriginal they don't conform to what you think you know what you expect from the what you what you, what you would expect from a sludge band um but always without fail that you know they it they deliver and and they just sound absolutely, you know, like they just get, they get to your core, you know, you feel kind of completely um, aligned with them and then completely, and completely bowled over by them. And this is a thing, you know, this is, you know, I, I didn't know about this coming out until the kind of pre-release song and not, you know, I think there's only a couple of weeks ago and it just, it feels, you know, it feels so exciting and different and weird and that, you know, I, I can't really say too much more because it's all been said, and and, and you, you know, you summed it up perfectly. You know, in terms of this release and the details of it, it's 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 thou doing what they do, um, and it, it's I'm just so glad they're still around. Yeah, it's amazing. I think, um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting that they've kind of, you know, I don't think I've never seen a sludge band soundtrack a computer game before. Um, you know, there's been sort of like hints of metal in games for years. I think I wrote an article about it last year, yeah. but um, you know, to actually have a band like a contemporary band and not not well known band, it, you know, in, in wider circles to sort of do a game that's kind of 
may, may be considered like mainstream. I think it's been reviewed uh, across quite a few sort of like popular platforms and it's got YouTube reviews on here as well. So it's obviously kind of uh, seen as quite popular, but you can uh, get this at norcogame.com or via Steam. And I think it's on uh, good old games as well. So uh, yeah, it's widely available if you want to go and have a look at this. But um, yeah, like I say, the the actual um, record is, is just something else. I mean, um, you kind of, you go through these almost like snippets of um, like clearly, you know, curated parts for parts of the game, you know, they've all got kind of um, plot points in the, in the titles, you know, you you talk about refinery fight, floodgate tavern, uh, suburban Templar, things like that. Um, And then you get onto the vow tracks. And I imagine they're, they're sort of, they sort of take place in combat or in sort of vignette parts. I'm not sure, but yeah, it fits it incredibly well, and, and I'm just really excited by this. So um, if you want to hear this, you can go to thou.bandcamp.com or find it via Sacred Bones Records. It's the Norco original soundtrack, and we're going to play the track Corrupted Sanctum.
that was the sludge like majesty of thou uh, on a sort of soundtrack to a new video game called norco so the next track we're going to play is the return of morrow uh, a band from london that we've played many a time on the podcast and uh, we sort of go way back with i guess you know fall of Fraffa um kind of um falls under um uh, kind of falls under alex's um sort of oeuvre from the past um this record's really interesting it's called the quiet earth and they've actually done six tracks but there's i'd say probably about 15 different vocalists um that have kind of lent their uh, talents to this so there's people from you know bands like wild speaker altark who we've played recently on the podcast uh the guy from his hero is gone and dim liar um yeah there's just so many but there's some bands on here i've, I've never heard of which is fantastic so i'll have to like yeah. dip in and, and see what i sort of confined from this but as a result it's this incredibly like it feels like a tapestry of, of uh, like incredibly heavy crusty metal but in a way that kind of it feels very sort of whole and it feels like a very collaborative effort um without being disjointed if that makes sense you know there's not standout tracks here it all feels like a, a very sort of cohesive whole which I think is a real achievement when it when you do mm-hmm. something like this. So, yeah, I'm really glad you brought this to my attention, Pete. So I've spent a bit of time with this now. Yeah, and and it you know it it, it probably needs it, and it definitely deserves that. You know, it, it is dense. You know, there it, it's you know that's that's what Morrow bring. I think they the it's like you say the fact that they brought in so many different vocalists, um, but present it in you know in a real kind of clear uh, vision. You know, they've always had that. You know, a clear artistic, environmental, political vision to them, but you know that they, they all they channel that into you know into this amazing music. You know, and adding these lyrics, which which honestly, if you read them, and it's you know, I'd really recommend people go onto the band and click on the individual songs because the lyrics are there. Yeah, kind of read like poetry, and they're really kind of um, you know intense. Uh, you know, it's really in depth. Everything about this band. Um, yeah. And, you know, this track is everything you've come to expect from them over kind of the, the releases past. And it's that urgent anger, um, this highly individualized, prescribed concoction of musical genres and influences, you know, in a way that you can only really describe this as, as being of Morrow, you know, that, you know, you could point to several different places, but, you know, they stand almost alone with, within this sound. And, you know, and as such, this album being as good as it is, is therefore no surprise. But the fact, you know, it's undipping quality. Every, every moment of this album, I think it is is perfect. They've got, they've, they've really nailed it. And it's, it, you know, it's probably the greatest release yet, at least. So um, a, a really, really strong album from a really, you know, from like a proper band, you know, a, a band that kind of really, I think are really important. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think they kind of they've always talked about the the sort of elements of nature uh, in their music. You know, like Fall uh, Fall of a Fraffer did um, Warren of Snares trilogy, and it, that was about kind of you know the, the ferocity of nature. I think this is more maybe environmentalist um, and sort of like going on about you know how how the earth's almost like crying out at points. I also noticed that um, someone's kind of commented saying that the, they've actually managed to continuous story um referring to something called the nor so i presume that's like a either a, a sort of a spirit or a um a set of um sort of law that they've they've kind of 
brought out through the album. So um, maybe it's a bit more deep than I imagined. But yeah, I, that doesn't surprise me. You know, he's, he's always been quite a conceptual artist. And um, yeah, this is just um, the brutal nature in which he kind of deals with uh, presenting his music. So really, really exciting. And like you say, just what an album, what an interesting concept and uh, how well it's delivered with all these vocalists as well is amazing. So if you want to hear this, you can go to morrowpunks.bandcamp.com. Uh, we're going to play the first song of this. This is called Rejoice This Quiet Earth.
So that was a new track from Morrow. Absolutely amazing stuff there. So we're going back to um, an amazing label that we play a lot on the podcast. I'm not sure if we played them much this year yet, but um, you know it's bound to happen. So um, Trepanation Recordings have released an artist called Son of Seth. Uh, this only came out in say February. Um, so yeah, it's um, kind of astonishing um, industrial noise tinge thing and like it's what i've come to kind of expect from trepanation now but um this has like you know all the tropes of, of a black metal band but like wrapped in this like fuzz of noise and and um drone and experimentation i just found it really interesting mm, yeah it's like you say trust trepanation to provide something as not only as dark as this but as strange as this mm. you know the, the, it opens and it sounds you know it just feels full of of danger um yeah i think you can obviously point to blatant reference points of the body and author and punisher as well you know and what you know unlike those bands what i really liked about this was that concoction of of uh, these organic elements you know this kind of the atmosphere and the very human you know vocals and how you know how they kind of meld and mix and clash, you know, in these vivid sparks against that cold steel industrial face, you know, and it feels like the whole thing is overloaded with lurking threat. It yeah. never kind of, it, it never does kind of lurch out. It never, you know, it never leaves the shadows. It just seems content and kind of send a chill down your spine and keep you on your toes wondering when, you know, if it's going to kind of explode, but it just, just doesn't, it's, it's happy to do that, which is pretty cool, I thought. Yeah, it, it's, it seems very sort of like it, it just flicks a switch. It's like a dark, it goes to a very dark place very, very quickly, which mm. is, um, yeah, I think uh, Dan from Trepanation is very good at kind of uh, spotting these things. And uh, yeah, this is another example. So absolutely brilliant. Um, so if you want to get this, uh, you can get it at sonofseth.bandcamp.com. The record's called Didor at Odeo. Uh, they're from Copenhagen in Denmark. It's really cool. Um, they've actually put out a sort of very limited tape. Uh, there was only an edition of 20 and there's only four remaining. So um, if you want one of those, be very quick. There's a CD version as well. Um, so yeah, really, really cool stuff. Um, goes quite heavy quite quickly. So um, so what you think to this? This is Festering Chains. <laughs>
So that was The Darkness of Son of Seth. Absolute brilliant stuff that now on Trepanation Recordings. Uh, next up, and to close, we've got an excellent new release from Church Road Records, who keep just piling on the amazing records. I mean, I think they put out that Harriet record recently. Um, and yeah, everything they put out recently has just been like incredibly heavy, almost to the point of like, where are they finding these bands? And here's another one. Um, a band called Helpless have come out with a record called Caged in Gold. And um, yeah, this is absolutely astounding stuff. It's like highly technical, straight for the jug. It's got like grindcore kind of influences over a sort of very hardcore, punchy kind of sound. Um, yeah, just absolutely uh, mind-blowing stuff. And I think these guys are going to be huge. Um, Pete, I'm really glad you picked this because I think um, it's hard to keep up for me with Church Road. I have to really sort of concentrate to listen to their their stuff because they seem to bring out something new every other week, and yeah, it's it's hard to kind of gauge where they are. But um, that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, as I say, all my picks kind of you know followed. They were, they put an album called Debt uh, five years ago on Holy Row, uh, which obviously Church Road. Yeah, came out of the ashes of yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, I did know about this one this was kind of pre-trailed a bit more than my other choices but still another welcome return after quite a decent amount of time um, it is absolutely ripping it's you know this is to me is like a, a, an example of what the UK underground can offer although that being said this is at, it's the height of, 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 the, of the powers of that underground because that's where helps reside right at the top um, it, it's like like portrayal of guilt in, inside a smog-filled atmosphere, you know. Yes. The obvious kind of grindcore at heart, but then further polluted by noises and moods that could be, you know, that could come from death metal or doom equally. You know that I, I was I was happy to see that they were coming back before I'd heard this, and then I put it on and I was ecstatic after it. It's this is such a strong album. Yeah, it's just, it, it's got that kind of, it, a lot of the bands on this label have that kind of underlying hardcore um, kind of sensibility. And I think, you know, the, the ghost mm. of Cursed is here, the ghost of bands yeah. like Black Breath are here. Um, it, it's just so uh, ravenous and, and, and uh, you know, twistingly angry. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. I love the fact that this kind of music's being played. Um, and and by younger bands as well. I don't know how young these guys are, but like it seems like there's a real resurgence among uh, kind of young people making really heavy and and very very good music as well. Um, so it's quite encouraging as well. I think um, sometimes you can get, kind of get a bit jaded. You know, it's like oh, these people who have been in bands for twenty years or whatever, and there's there's no kind of new bands coming through, um, or what we are hearing isn't quite what uh, what we want to hear, but. Yeah, then you get something like this and it just kind of spins you sideways. You think, what was I thinking? So, <laughs> yeah, if it makes you think that, why not? Uh, so, you can get this at helplessnoise.bandcamp.com uh, or you can get it via Church Road Records. They've got a uh, vinyl out um, as well as a CD version. So, um, absolutely brilliant. So, it's called Caged in Gold and we're going to play a song called Wraiths of Memory. We'll see you next week. <laughs>